0: Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parsha's Titzaveh, Parsha's Zohar this week, and Purim, Haba'aleinu Lutovah. So the first part of the shir, the first three quarters of the shir will be, half to three quarters will be about the Parsha, as we always try to focus on the Parsha, and then the we'll have a transition thought, which has to do both with the Parsha and about Purim, and then we'll have uh, two thoughts in Yanni Purim, uh, uniquely as well. So we start off with a Hawachi question. Based on the beginning of the Parsha From the Aleinu Lushabach From Rav Zilberstein In one of his uh, older works We know the Parsha starts off V'yata and you right, That's the reference to Moshe Rabbeinu The only Parsha in Shmos by Midbar That does not mention Moshe uh, Is this week's Parsha As we know the Balaturim And we've spoken about that But Vyatata T'zaves B'nei Yisrael V'yikru lecha Hashem in The Menorah Lighting the menorah in the base HaMikdash And this could be a reference As we know many parallels between the Hanukkiyot That we light on Hanukkah And the menorah in the base HaMikdash Rav was asked la yehudi la He has a beautiful menorah That he's used for so many years Silver and gorgeous And, and uh, so much symbolism he, Maybe he yarshined it Maybe he, maybe it's been in the family And then his child comes home With a nice simple Hanukkiyot That he received as a prize for learning well. Which menorah, which Chanukiah, which is greater Hidur Mitzvah? Says the... and the question is, which one is the greater heder mitzvah to use? What I usually use. The gorgeous, beautiful Chanukiah, or I don't think this means a paper one that's not, uh, you know, uh, significant. But a regular but not gorgeous, made or silver. But he got it for learning. I said, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting question. Maybe use the silver one. He talks about the uh, different levels of Chanukiyot, but he says, "Lamaisa, use the child's, use the one that the child brought home for learning well." Why? There's no greater pursue nisa then the celebration of torah what the ivanim wanted to do to us i know it's almost purim but we're talking about hanukkah a little bit what the ivanim wanted to do to us was no torah Right into Hana. And therefore, by using the child's hanukia that he brought home for the hashka that he had, that itself is a great pirsum of the nase and also it is a great uh, way uh, educational tool for the child. He does, though, say in the last paragraph as. You know, there's a whole safer about Chidachabadim that Ezobarstein has out now. He says, but want us to be very careful to make sure to not step on the toes and make any of the other children jealous in that way. One has to make sure that one, you know, um, explicates the reason and make sure every child feels special. Yeah, make sure the other siblings don't get upset. And I call and, he, and I and he read the words of the Abbas the the neighbor of Shimon Gamliel. Very strong words. If we could create shalom, we try. Try our hardest, right? The rest is yata But if we try to create shalom amongst the children, so then that's as if keri mason shalom But if we kin of as the Gemara says about Yaakov Avinu, right? Uh, then that can lead to problems, and therefore says to Yes, use the child's chalukya that he brought home, but I would say that one has to make sure that it's okay and explain it and uh, do one's best with the other children. Okay, a thought on the first pasik. Let's move on to the second pasuk of the parsha. Again, the first two, the last two Psukim of parsha of the parak Moed. So where's the Chanukiah? Where? No, now we're in the menorah. Where is the menorah uh, lit in the Mishkan, as was described in last week's parsha? The structure and the, the beauty, the beauty of the menorah itself. They set it up. Ad from evening until morning. lefne Hashem, Chukas Olam the Darosam, Chukas Olam Darosam. Two questions. First, let's see Rashi. Me'erab ad What does Me'erab ad Boker mean? Says Rashi, Tain la midasa. Put into, every time we fill up the menorah in the base of Megdash, we have to make sure it has a minimum amount of oil has <laughs> got to light the entire night. What's the longest night in the dead of winter, one of the long Teves nights? That's as much oil that has to be put in every night. We don't figure out how long the night's going to be and then put in the amount of oil. No, what's the longest night? That's as much oil as you put in. That's as much as you put in. Good. Question number one. Chazal tell us that the Nerma Aravi never went out. The middle Ner. It was always lit. So even if in the morning the other ones went out, then the middle Ner was always lit. Ask Srivyonis and Ibishits, you only put in enough oil to last during the night. Right? That's what we just learned. The Arab Ad-Boker. But the Nehemiah Ravi never went out. That means day, night, <coughs> day, night. It was a Nase. So if it was a Nase anyway, that it lit the whole day, so why do you have to put in for the Lele Teve Sar Rukin anyway? It's going to last longer. So just put in a little bit. Obviously, what are we thinking also? Connected. And then what was the big deal of Neis Hanukkah? Oh, it lasted more. It lasted more every day in the Nerma Ravi. Question number one, slash two, of Rabbi Yonis and aibish is here in the Tepharis Yonason. He has many svarim on Chumash. One of them is the Tepharis Yonason. Source number two. That's his question number one. Second question. That's the question that he, he lists off. I, we'll, we'll skip the beginning now for a moment because he has another question which we'll see soon. But first, let's see. His question, line 9. Yes, le chal re le tamoa, bibi yonashach. Kiba chener ma ravi hayam mukhrach leos do yom balila. The ner ma ravi had to be lit day and night. The nasan boshe men raks lit kede lila. And you only put in enough for the night, as we just learned in Rashi. Vudalak kal hayyom vi imkain. Abkefi mi das lila lo yitain. The daibashem and kaldu, just put a little bit. We're relying on a an nas anyway. So, it'll be a little longer. Why have to waste the oil? Question one. The yesh l'ahavin connected. Kol kach Ma kol kach ha'neschat hanukkah? Sh'noslan b'chol yov ma'at. kol alayla. The base Yosef. Halok kol ayam imayyaneis B'ner ma'rav. Question one. About the content of the Pasuk. Question two. Is more of a language issue. And that is. Chukas olam l'dorosam. Forever. What's the emphasis of doing this forever? But well, we would think you wouldn't do it at a certain point in history. If we have a Mishkan or a Beisai Mikdash, why wouldn't you think? Not does it always say Chukas Alam some? Somebody just said that by a mitzvah, by, the, by some of the mitzvahs of Pesach. So you might think it's related to the Beisai Mikdash. So maybe it's only, oh no, Chameh, it's an Matzah, even without it. But wh- what is this Sam for? Why would I have thought otherwise? So he answers the second question first. Let's see what he writes. Says the Tiferes Yodas are now at the beginning. High nushi yish lohavin the bishlama the base hamigdash hayerachadlaka balayla velo bayom. I understand Rashishita. Get us my focus. We should have a that the menorah was only lit at night. I understand why it was only lit at night in the base hamigdash and not by yom. Kishraga literally what is the candle help during the day there was some light that got into the heichal in the base of Mikdash, and therefore you don't need the menorah lit during the day as we learned last week the mishkan had curtains over the whole thing, three layers of curtains it was totally dark so why would you have to light a menorah at night, there's no difference between the day and the night You know, just light it 24-7. You always need to light in there. So why don't you light it also during the day? That's the darosam. There's one way of lighting the menorah. Later on, in the ultimate house of Hashem, you only can need it by night. So that's why you can only light it by night. Even in the Mishkan, which is a temporary home for HaKadosh Baruch Again, parenthetically, not for now. The Rambam holds, the menorah was lit by day and by night. But Rashi shita here, and elsewhere is that it was only lit, in, uh, lit by night, and that's why Rav Yonah Sadavich is following. So that's why Lodoro Sam. For every generation, the mitzvah is the same. Even though you might think mitzvara, it should apply differently. Number one. But now let's get back to the other questions. So why, why didn't we just put in a little bit of oil if it was going to be an ace anyway. And what was the what's the what's the emphasis and what the amazing thing about Hanukkah it happened every day. Says of Yonas and Ibishitz, line fifteen. Avalhainyanhu There's a difference how a Baruch who runs the world during the day and during the night. As we know, nighttime is associated with Midas Hadin. especially the first half of the night. Right? There's the, the Gemara talks about going out at night The demons are out at night There's danger at night There's takana at night It's dark It's midas hadin You know how to stay sleepless on the first half of the night Daytime That's rachamim Daytime there's light Even how Akkadosh Rokim created the world We're like more We're antsy at night And then during the day we're more relaxed That's the passage that uh, David Amalek says in Tehillim It's really from Mother Marishon wa hadid ba bok khastakha ta in the boker khastakha we can feel the spark was khastad the sun shines it's a new beginning the emunascha balelos At night it's more it's more dim and serious so with that background abla inyan hu line 16 ki ba yoma karisparhu po al nisan ba khom yom ki gester al kalayom kala yom nisan during the day are not on the same level that's a time of rahamim so the, Hashem is more wont to do Nisim during the day. Just because Hashem does a ace for us during the day doesn't mean that at night it would also continue. Ava Belayla, where it's Midas Hadin, where do we really deserve it? Ha'akadosh Baruch created the world. Shemidas Hadin Matuach, kasha Elif Vim Hupele, It's harder. Volakach Yasara Payat. Unbelievable! What do we say in the Haggadah? All the way at the end, we have the the uh, the piyut, Balayla, Balayla. How did it start? Azrob Nisim Iflesa Balayla. So many miracles! Hashem did wonders for us. Balayla, 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 Balayla. Every 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 stanza. What's the emphasis? Because Nisim Balayla are even, not harder, we can't say harder for our barahu, but so to speak, the system that he set up with Midas HaDin and Midas HaRachamim, he's less, less probable to do a nase at night than by day. And that is why, when he does a nace at night, unbelievable, Makas Bechoros, mamish the middle of the night, Pela Daika, Vlakach Nemar, Yomam Yitzha Vashem, Chas Sovalayla, Shiro Imi. And therefore, Says Ravyonis and Aybishis. When it came to the nighttime lighting, they filled up the oil the whole way. May erev ad bocher, as the pasuk says. We're not relying on Nisim at night. We don't know where we're on that level. Midas hadin, we fill it up the whole night. The next day it's going to last. Okay, that's a kaddish who does that for us. Amazing. Neir my ravi symbolizes the shchina. The gemara says in Masechah Fine, but at night we're not going to rely on it. <laughs> that they were ready to be, that's how uh, it was understood. But there was one time that even at night, Baruch Hu did, the, did, a, did a perform the days for them. Even at night, they didn't have enough and they put a little bit in. And that was, of course, was Chanukah. The amazing nace of Chanukah was that even at Amidas Hadin time, Kodesh Baruch Hu did a nase for all of Klal Yisrael eight times over. Lamala menateva. Amnam Keshe Yisrael, biyosir bi Yosir, Gambalayla. nase u'baze ha Yahanez, gadol to Chanukah. Me nace to Nerma Rabbi. What was the big deal? No, Nerma Rabbi was a daytime nace. Right, near near of Chanukah is a is a nighttime nace. derech pela. One might say that uh, he doesn't go into the, the symbolism of it, but as we know, daytime symbolizes when I call it klai or and darkness symbolizes at a time of gullus when we're btsarath and we're at a time of hester panim. So Karish Baruch performing amazing miracles for us at a time of galus. That's, that's much more difficult. That's why, <coughs> as we know, when a nase occurred, when was there an open miracle at the time of galus? 65 years after the Chor Ben haruge Harugei Betar. Lukfura. What did Chazal do? They made a bracha. The fourth bracha of Benching. When the, the haruge Betar, when he said Lukfura, <coughs> just because there was a nase, <coughs> we don't have brachas made for, for other nisim, that was a nase of Laila. That was a nace after we went into Gullus. That showed HaKadosh Baruch who was going above and beyond for us. Like the nace of Hanukkah that literally happened that night during Buzvan HaMikdash. Even though we might say as we've spoken about in past years the entire Bayashani wasn't exactly what we would call Geula either. As we know Rabbi Yaakov Kavinesky discusses this in Parsha's Vo. That even though we had a second Mikdash but it was only a, uh, an echo only a, a shadow of the first base of Mikdash. The Bikodesh Kardashian was empty There was no Arun there There was no Shechino There was no Arun Itumim. We needed that But really It wasn't a full So even Hanukkah Which happened during Bayasheni Fits in to the idea That it was a nase During darkness During, during the this manhagos. Okay That's what Jonas and <coughs> Moving right along Says the Medrash on the next pasik, we're going pasik by pasik here. Three psukim, third pasik. So Moshe, you, again you. Moshe is alluded to in many various psukim, even though his name is not mentioned. The Esbanavito. Bring close Aaron, his soldier, Mitochun Yisrael, Lachahanoli. To make them Kohanim, as we know, this parsha is all about the first day is about the big Day kahuna. We spoke four or five years ago about the machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban, whether it's a separate Mitzvah Saseh for the Kohanim to wear Big Day Kahuna, or it's just part of their doing the Avoda. Machlokas we show him. But either way, Moshe is given the task to make the Kohanim into Kohanim, Hakreve Lacha, bring them close. L'cha Hanuli, Aaron, Nadav and Avihu, Elazar and Isamar. says the Medrash, line number one and source number three. Says the Medrash, second line, Kishah Amar, Odes Barakul Moshe, Hakreve Lacha, When Hashem said to Moshe, this Pasig, bring them close. Heyra the Moshe, Moshe was very upset. Heyra, he was he was saddened. It bothered him. Omer Baruch Hashem says, Moshe, Torah, Sheli Isa Ulecha Nesatia. I'm giving you the Torah. What are you upset about? Arkan Dibre And of course, the question is, what exactly is Moshe Rabbeinu talking? Why? What is he jealous? Moshe Rabbeinu is jealous? Moshe Rabbeinu is not a jealous person. Anamikadam. So what was he upset about and, ha- and what was the appeasement that Hashem gave him? Right, a similar discussion is asked in the beginning of Baaloscha. Right, Rashi quotes it, the Rabban quotes it, Aaron Cohen was upset that he was left to ask, so Hashem gives him the menorah. So here, Moshe was upset that he didn't get, what, he wasn't a Kohen. He didn't become get the big day kahuna. so Hashem says, don't worry, I'm giving you the Torah. So what does that have to do with Moshe? Everybody gets the Torah. We all get the Torah. What do you mean I'm giving you the Torah? Let's see the words of the Ksab Sofer. And again, this is a, a thought that is very timely in terms of Zion Adar. We think about Moshe Rabbeinu. We have to really realize what Moshe Rabbeinu means to us. And how, as we'll see after this thought, every single thing we do is because of Moshe Rabbeinu. It's true, but we just don't always think about it. And we have to give credit where credit is due. Says the Ksav Sofer. He asked the question, line 3, Ech, Heron, Lemoshe. Kasher nifchar Aaron, L'Kohen Gadol. Chas she is kanebo. Kind of Aaron, Ako, Moshe was jealous of Aaron. I want to be the Kohen Gadol. No. Remember when Moshe Rabbeinu went out to Aaron, Urach of Islamic they love each other. But the, the Pasik in, uh, in Tehillim, that talks about the Shevas Achim Yachlov. Right? Moshe was the Malachan, was the Kohen. Right? And also the Pius. What exactly is going on? This Medrash, Omer darshani As the Ksav Sofer says. So here we go. Line 7. Hashem says to Moshe when he tells him towards the end of his life, right? Please go up the mountain. Soon you're going to die like your brother Aaron died. Right? Aaron died a couple of months before Moshe. Aaron died Bereshos Av, and Moshe Benu died a few months later Zayin Adar. So <coughs> on that puzzle, Rashi quotes in Pinchas. Why does Hashem say you will die like your brother Aaron? Because Moshe wanted to die like Aaron died. What happened? Be conscious, ave, moshe, le misa, so shall Aaron. Moshe was misave. He desired, like, the death of Aaron. Why? What was it that he desired? Then, nearly, Yonogami yonogamishlodactic, let me ask something else. Gam ata, miutar. What is the, the ata? Right? Gam ata, venesadalekha, gam ata, also you. Hello, ito, imoda, How Nearly, what is he emphasizing? So, here we go. If somebody leaves behind him a child that follows in his ways, then it's as if that person has not died. Now, one can say this even when the person's alive. Right? If somebody needs a simcha thought. Right? Children carry on the torch of the parents. After, a per, after 120 The neshama and the guf are separated What's our goal? To fill our nefesh With Torah and mitzvos. When we're alive We can do that ourselves If we're not alive anymore Then our children carry on Because that's who we taught Life's about gathering mitzvos. life's about gathering mitzvot if there is a child that follows in the path of, us, of, a, of a father, so then, Kilu Chayvakayim, it's as if the father, as if the mother, as if the mother has not is still alive. Aaron was Zochet to this. Aaron was Zoha to have his children follow in his path, carry on in the footsteps. Aaron Zachelazer, Sheelazer Mali Makomo, the Kisro Nasan Rosho. Moshe Rabbeinu was not Zochet to this. Moshe Rabbeinu did not have what Aaron had. What was Moshe? Moshe wasn't jealous that Aaron was becoming the Kohen Gadol. Moshe didn't have a jealous bone in his body, especially for his brother. He didn't. But you know what he desired? He didn't want to die. Nobody wants to die. And Aaron didn't die because he saw Aaron's children are becoming the next Kohen Gadolim. What was Moshe supposed to do? Make Aaron... And Moshe realized Moshe's already told him. Parshas Pinchas, it's going to be Yoshua bin Nun. It's not going to be your children. So he wasn't so That's why heira la That's not heira. That's why it was Beit Moshe. And he didn't have it. So what does Hashem say to him, Moshe? I'm giving you the Torah. Turning the page. What does that mean, Moshe? Aaron Cohen has four children, four boys, ultimately two. They're going to carry on his torch. Who's going to carry on your torch, Moshe? Every single Jew for the rest of history. Moshe, I'm giving you the Torah. You're giving the Torah to Am Yisrael. Every mitzvah that is ever done... Moshe Rabbeinu is accruing schar for that mitzvah. On the top of the next page. Ki Moshe, Zacha, Vizicha, Rabbim, Schozor, Rabbim, Talubo. Va'ydei kibbalnu at mi Sinai. musar Ali Yoshua. V'yesh lo Moshe Rabbeinu. We have to think about this. V'yesh lo Moshe Rabbeinu chilek b'chol mitzvah u mitzvah she'khalish mi Yisrael Osef. Va'odenu chai b'socheinu u'k'ilu lomais. And Hashem promises him, Moshe, I'm giving you the Torah. This, you can't imagine... Aaron, okay, Aaron and his children and his grandchildren, but you have such you have such a such a uh, a grasp, you have such a s'chus that nobody else is going to have. Every mitzvah will be attributed will be attributed to you. Torah and Moshe, obviously the Torah, the Gemara, Darshins, the six, six, eleven, right? But that's the Moshe uh, Rabbeinu has a schus in, uh, in it all. Moshe Ra line eleven. So that's why Kurdish Baruch Hu gives him, gives him this. It's all tali on him. Uh, just a related thought that some of the Akrona mention on this idea, which obviously talks about carrying the torch and one's own hashpa is not only judged by their children, but by any spiritual influence that they have. A Rebbe, a Mashpia, anyone who has any influence and words of inspiration. But also we have to recognize the Mepharshim explain that nothing's automatic, even if your father is Moshe Rabbeinu. The Torah is not Yerushalacha. As the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos, the Ruach Haim comments on it. The Nefesh for Haskenat Fuchalum Otaresh in Yerushalach. Even if Moshe and Sipora are my parents, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be the next Gadol Adar. Nothing against Moshe's children, but it was Yerushua Benun. But just because my parents are who they are, Eino Yerushalacha. It's a fascinating comment. If you look in the Nefeshachayim, there on that mission in Pirkei Yavos, in the second parak, I'm sorry that the, uh, I, I, I left out a piece. That's why I had to stick it in sideways here. Not usually that way, but, uh, I already made the sheet and then I found the piece that I had left out. So says the Ruachayim. <laughs> The Torah is not given to us as like, like our assets automatically. Achim You got to work hard. And then he adds, and even though the Gemara says above Metzia Da'pey line five, if there is a Tamar Chacham who has a child, is a Chacham who has a child, three generations, like we say Lo three generations, nothing to worry about, nothing to worry about. Says of Chaim not true. You got a good chance. You got a very strong chance. If it's three generations, as the, to- the Gemara is Lashin, Ha Torah Mechazeres al The Torah sticks in the family, but it's not a vadai. No matter who we are, if we don't work hard for it, if we aren't committed to it, doesn't matter. Torah Mechazeres al he says, if you come to the Aksanya and the door is closed, you're not going to get in. And then he quotes his little brother. Ko's little brother—that's what else on the side that I left out. He says, "My little brother, Chaim <coughs> brother, of Zalman." He said when he was six years old, right? He esachinu uh, hagon. Rev Simcha, It says three generations. So why isn't every Jew automatic? Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, right? It should be automatic. Torah Sanya, Three generations. The answer is because it's not automatic. Right? Even if we have Avram, Mishach, Yaakov, we have to be committed, we have to work, and we have to make sure that we don't look at it as an automatic Yerusha, but we do everything we can in order to be able to have it as ours. atzmacha, motorah She'ena, She'ena Yerushalach. Okay. Moving right along. The Jewish thought of the evening. The Jewish thought of the eating from The Likuta Yehoshua We've had him before The Robin, uh was in Lublin And then in New York Yeshua Sheinfeld As um, Based on a Pasuk we got to talk about the Begadim a little bit That's what the parsha is about So if we look later on We have the belt Of the <coughs> Of the ephod And Ches <laughs> The belt of the ephod should be just like the ephod is made. The belt of the ephod, the cheisher is made. How the same types of threading, zav, treilos, vargaman, as Rashi explains. The very thick threads that were used to make all of the begadim. But there is a druish that is obviously totally not shot on this pasik. There are two givens. Two givens. Number one. Number one is. We know the Gemara tells us in Mesachus Kiddushin that generally if we think about doing an avera, but we don't do the avera, Hashem does not consider it as if we did the avera. Hashem is good like that. Capital G. Okay, it was good like that in that we just thought it, so he has Rahmanis. Except for one. There's one Aveira that if we also be ki'ilu asa. Number one. Given number one. Given number two, the Gemara tells us in that every, each one of the Begadim is Mechaper on a different Avera. I'll give you the Gemara again. We've done it in the past years. But the ephod is Mechaper on Avodazar. Right? The Meil, the Mechlasayim is Mechaper on Arayos. And the Tzitz is Mechaper, I think, on, or the Hath, uh, the, hat, the Cephas on, on Gaiva. right? everyone is a different, uh, different, uh, different Avera. So he quotes here in the Likuti Yeshua. Let's put those two things together, and we'll see it's alluded to in this pasuk. Number one, Kodesh Baruch Hu is mitzarf lemaisa when it comes to Avodah Zara. Number two, the aifol is bchapran of Avodah Zara. Now let's see. Ra'isi b'sefer echal apim hashamer begamara b'chol in the machshav mitzarf es lemaisa rachav Avodah Zara mitzarf Number one and number two, aifol mechapran of Avodah Zara. Now let's read this pasuk on a deeper level, and as we know, every pasuk, pshat, drash, remesod, lufize, ye bazeh haremes, afudaso. The cheshev, the machshava of what the eifod is I share asher love, k'masehu bimenu. It's like the ma'isa, the machshava that the eifod is machaparon. And that's what he says That's alluded to But then he adds Then he adds a svarah He quotes a Medrash Hatam? <coughs> Why? Why? What's the difference? Who is the one in charge? Hashem Yisbarach Aleha. Very often a child's doing something embarrassing. The parent, the father doesn't want him to be embarrassed. So the parent will like hide it sometimes from the other siblings. You know, the child doesn't like that. So the parent will like cover it up. So that nobody else knows about it. Except the parent and the child. Nobody else knows. That's what a father does. But what if it's, what if it's a violation of the father-son bond? What if it's a rejection of the father the Father's not going to cover that up. By other Averis, Kaddish Baruch love can still shine through. And he's not, nobody knows about this. It's just me and you. It's your machshavah, I'm going to cover it up. I'm not going to let it uh, have any effects. By other thoughts, then he's rejecting that. So the father's not going to cover up in that way, and that's why Kurash Barhu allows the machshava to come out, at is bitzari and punishes for that because <coughs> because of what it represents. So that's the drush. Okay. Moving right along, now we have the transition thought, the Tetzave thought, which gets us into Purim as well. We started off a little bit with Chanukah tonight. Pasach pasachafalif, chafres chafalif. We have the stones listed. Which stones? There are two sets of stones, as we know. There are twelve sets, twelve stones. Those are on the Choshen, and then we have the two stones on the Ephod, on the shoulders of the Kohanim. The Avne Shoham, the Avanim Tiyal Yisrael. Shnei Aser Al Shmosam, twelve stones on the choshen. Pituche Chosham Ish Al Shmo, Tiyena L'Shnei Aser Shavet. A different stone for each each shavet. That is what the Torah says. Says the Shem and Atov. Shem An-A-Tov is in chelik hay of the of the Shem and We'll skip the first line. We'll get back to that by Shema uh, a little bit in a few minutes. Go to the third third line. VaHanira Bazer. As we know, two on top. The Choshen had 12. Turning over. The Av, even though it does not say Even though the order of how the Shvatim were on the Choshen is not written in the Torah, but it makes sense to assume that they were in an age order. It just says, it says, the language of the Torah is "ish al shemo tihena l'shnei asar shavet," right? But mistama, it was in order. That is our misora. That is what we, we assume. And if that's true, because of Allah love shame, Reuven at the Achron Yoshe, D'olav Nechtaf So, if you do the order, the last stone mentioned here, Ode Bitavarekut, the last stone is the Yoshe stone, right? It's been Ches Pasik Pasik Good. So the Yashveh was the Binyamin stone. Let's keep that in mind. Says the Gemara in Kiddushin. Famous Gemara, Dama ben Nisina. Gemara tells us that the Chachamim were looking... One of the stones was lost. One of the stones fell out of the Choshen. Pretty amazing how that could happen and they lost it. They needed another... Maybe it broke. <laughs> they needed another stone. So they went to Dama ben Nisina And he wouldn't wake up his father. And again and again and again. Finally... No, no good. He had a parduma the following year. They go back. Finally, they end up getting the stone. Fine. The Gemara does not say which stone was lost. doesn't say. It just says they, they needed the stone for the, they were willing to pay thousands of thousands. But he wouldn't wake him up and the Gemara, uh, I'm sorry, the, if you have to put the Gemara Kedusha together with the Gemara Nebuchadnezzar the and, and Tosfus there. They, uh, but uh, either way, the assumption is, and he quotes the Yerushalmi, it was the last stone that was missing. It was the yashfe stone. How does Chazal know that? How does the Yerushalmi know that it was the last stone? It was the yashfe stone that was missing. So he says, some say, line 11, Kemot Barashil and maybe, even though we don't know this, there's a halacha, just like we know Tefillin and mezuzahs have to be written Kisidron, in order. If there's a psal in my mezuzah, I can't just fix that letter. I have to erase the entire rest of the mezuzah and then write it from there and go straight, because it has to be written kisidron in order. Torah, thank God, does not have to be written kisidron. That would be a major problem if the Torah could be written kisidron. But we don't have to. Yeshalach So he says maybe Cain, by Choshen, Maybe by the Avnei Choshen too. It had to be kisidron. So therefore, if you were missing a middle one. Then he had to take all the other ones out also and start again. But it says they were only missing one of them. Only one of them was, like, not on. Okay, number one. Second idea. We did this last year from the Meshachachma. He quotes Binyamin Yashvei, right? That was the stone. Based on the story of Dhamma ben the most famous story in Shas about Kibbutz aim. Dama ben Who was the only Shavet that did not violate Kibbutz aim. Eleven brothers, they violated. Ten sold Yosef, and even Yosef didn't send a letter back to his father, which bothers the Rishonim, the Ramban and others discuss even though he had his reasons, but he caused his father pain by not sending back a letter. There's only one that didn't cause any pain. Wouldn't it make sense, says the Meshachma, that the story about Kibbutz aim in Shas, and there's only one stone that's missing, which stone would it be? The Shevet Yamin, The Yashveh stone. The Yashveh stone, Barak Yamin, who are Yechidi, Shalom Pogga, B'mitzvah's Kibbutz aim Part 1 of our discussion <coughs> But now we get to part 2 Which leads us into Purim related If you look at the Manganab Avram, Manganab Avram quotes And now you have this back in the beginning of On, on the bottom of source 7 again The Manganab Avram quotes the Maharil The Maharil did not give sheer on Tainas Esther Didn't give sheer on Tainas Esther That's what the Maharil quotes I'm sorry, the Mug quotes the Maharil. Loha ya Omer halacha And he does not give a reason there. So some say, maybe there's tears of, of, of Purim, busy day, shalachmanas, got everything ready. Okay. Maybe there's a deeper idea. Maybe there's a deeper idea behind that Mug Avram about not giving. Obviously, we have to learn on Taina sester, but what's the message? There's an idea here about the Maharil not giving shear. Let's go back now to the later on. The Binyamin stone is the Yashveh stone. Yashveh could be read, Yesh Pe. There is a mouth. Yesh Pe. There's an ability to talk. But the power of Binyamin was the ability to close the mouth. There's a mouth that I have the power to close. And it starts with Binyamin's mother. Right? We don't have to go further than Rachel knew to think of someone who could have spoken up, who could have said something and gave away, was ready to give away her whole future. She didn't know there was going to be two wives. By keeping quiet. Let's continue where it's up to, I'm sorry. And she gave the Simonim to Leah. The also has that koach. Who has that koach? Mordechaia Yehudi. Esther Amalka. Lohigida. Who the which nation? There's a bit of discussion. Ishihudi, Yehuda Vinyamin, there's definitely a, a, a somewhat of Binyamin in there. <laughs> so they have the power of closing the mouth, but they also have the power of knowing when to open their mouth. Yeshpe. As Mordechai tells Esther. If you're quiet If you're quiet now Now is not the time to be quiet There's times to close one's mouth And there's times to open one's mouth And that's And that's what Esther And Mordechai teach us It's still 11 months Right? Why wait? Why wait? Just delay it. No, no, no. They're being in the chit of Shaul who maybe didn't talk properly but either way the balance is the knowing when to talk and when not to talk. Maybe, suggest the Shem and Atav, that's what's behind the Maharil. The Maharil is saying sometimes there's an idea to be quiet. Maybe he gave extra sheet the day before when I saying he was b'vat al-Torah, chas But the idea of being machrish sometimes and talking other times. Why Daphka, Tainus, Esther? There are other busy days also. What's the emphasis? So he suggests, First we have the quiet. And that's the yesh Pad, the power of the mouth to know when to use it and when and when not to use. Good. That gets us from tetzave into, into Purim. So now we have a couple of other thoughts related to Purim itself. We'll start off with the Sfas, Hamas. Sfas Hamas to take it to take with us. One of the most famous Pshukim in the Megillah in Megillah Esther is La Yehudim Aisaora V'simcha and Bikar We say it every week. And the Gemaras we know Darshins. La Yehudim Every word in the Pasuk teaches us is re- referring to something. Laihudem ha'isa, Ora First line, top left. Sfas This is Purim Tafresh Memches. Torah Zutora, Simcha Zuyantif, Sason Zumila, and the Dark quotes a passage for each one. Okay, wonderful. So the Jews had these mitzvos. Asked Sfas Emes. So why didn't the Megillah just say ha'isa Torah? Vyantif, Instead of us having to darshan to try to figure it out based on other Tukim, we want to talk about what they were doing, amazing mitzvahs now. Okay, oh, so just say them. Why say it in code? Vitzarek Umashina, Pirish Vimila, Would have been more straightforward. What's the message? Let me just add another question. What, the Jews up till now did not wear They didn't do Bresmila. They don't learn Torah. We don't have evidence of that. We have evidence that they were nena misudas which was the problem. But it doesn't say that they didn't do these mitzvos. Says the Svasemis. you could do the mitzvah of milah, but not feel the sason of the mitzvah of milah. We can learn Torah, but we can do it without enjoying the or of Torah. Going through the motions is not getting the most out of the mitzvahs. Like we quoted a few weeks ago from the Kotsker, right? lehar veyesham. You can go up the mountain, but if you're not there, you're not on the mountain. yeshua. b'nei yisrael zos All of a sudden, after the salvation, they, they experienced the mitzvah. They didn't just do the mitzvah. Their souls were uplifted. And that they felt the or and sason and simcha and yikar. they just put on tefillin. They, they felt the precious nature of the mitzvah. You think about tefillin. We take cloth and we wrap it on our bodies. We connect to Hashem in such an intense way. If you have an improper thought, you better get it off. It's unbelievable. And that's Hadar Kiblua They have this from the fact that they realize Hashem loves them. says Rashi quotes in And that's Kimu Masha They realize the amazing nature. And that... Is what Amalek didn't want us to have. Amalek was not interested in us feeling the mitzvahs. That's the power of Haman, the power of Suffolk. the power of, of cooling us off. But we won, and we, we, the victory of Purim was that we were on fire. Victory of Purim, that it, it wasn't just filling and meal and Torah, it was or and sasson and simcha. Because that's what life's about. Not just doing the mitzvahs. But experiencing what the mitzvah is all about. Again, first step is doing the mitzvah, for sure. You can't try to experience without doing the mitzvah. Right, that Rahman al is is, is uh, could have been the egel. We try to create our own avenues for the feeling. But doing it and feeling the sason through it, that is something that is, is very special, and that's kimmash kiblukfar. That is we were making now properly what we have already been doing for a very long time. That's the level that they received on par. Okay, two more. So we had the Shem Anatov going from the uh, Shtika, the Yesh the Yamin. We have the Svasemes. Two more ideas. The Oneg Yontif. Oneg Yontif was one of the great after from the 1800s. Someone told me this week that they heard that when Reb Chaim wrote his Sefer... Group, he had two people in mind that could really understand every little detail of his Sefer. Because you read sometimes, like, the depth, the Meshachma and the Onig Yantav. Those two, those two, that's what he wrote. So, in that group, that's a, that's a triumvirate, those three, three people, but the Onig Yantav. So, the Onig is a Lam Sefer, but he has a 15 page hadama about all different things. So, in the beginning of the hadama, he talks about this week's Haftorah. Talks about this week's Torah. Question. We all know the Pasik. We have all read it. Shaul, we've spoken about it in the past. Shaul Melach comes and Shmuel says, Shaul, what did you do? Hakimosi as Hashem. Right? So the first is denial. Ah, well, I did what? Shmuel says, well, man, I hear animals. I hear sheep. What's going on here? What does Shaul say? Okay, you're right. But it's not my fault. It was the Am's fault. It was the Am's fault. What am I supposed to do? And then, Shmuel leaves, Shol rips his clothing. I'm saying, Shmuel leaves, Shol rips his clothing. It's going to be, your Machos is going to be torn away. And finally, he says, Chatasi. But what about step one? You're, you're, I, 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 I did something wrong, but you know what? It wasn't my fault. It was the Am. What kind of excuse is that? He's the king. And he added, Tzivuy from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, do this to a Amalek. What does he say? You're right. The Am told me not to. So you know what? Hashem, the Am. What are we talking about? You know, what was he even thinking? If he wants to say, okay, I messed up. But here he's actually giving an excuse. I messed up, but the Am told me to do it. And therefore, and therefore what? And therefore, you don't have to listen to Hashem. If the Am tells you to do it. Says the Onegant, it's a idea. Conceptual idea. We know the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, source number 10. The Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, there are three mitzvahs that were commanded to do when we go into Eretz Yisrael. Right? When Mashiach comes, or at different stages, earlier also. Three mitzvahs, and the Gemara says, in this order, specifically. Laham Laham Melech, appoint the king. Wipe out Amalek and live on the base of Hira and to build the base of In that order. Right? You can't switch orders. First we need a Melech. Right? And that is why, even throughout history, even throughout the miracles, 1948, 1967, no base of First we need a Melech. First we need a Melech. Until we have a Melech, we're not allowed to build a base of So, why that Melech? Fine. Why is that? It makes sense. Of course, the king is going to be the leader. He's going to make the army. Malchus was based of it. And then we're going to go wipe out Amalek. And then we're going to have peace. And we're going to be able to build the base of mikdash. So the order makes perfect sense. If we don't have a Melech, though, then step two and three doesn't happen. Says the Oneg Yontif, what's Shaul HaMelech saying? And we'll see what the message is for us. It was the Am. What do you mean it was the Am? I was scared of the Am. If I'm scared of the am, I'm not really a melech. Because a melech has to rule over the am. A melech has to be sholet. If I'm scared, then I'm basically not an appropriate melech. If I'm not a melech, there's no mitzvah. If I don't have step one, I don't have step two. It says the oneg and don't ask me, which some of us might be thinking towards the bottom. A melech not it be mochel on his That's only while he's a melech. But if he's not a melech anymore. Then there's no issue of not being mochel on one's kavod. I'm, I'm at the bottom. There's no mitzvah. Which, just in brackets, ironically, right after this whole story, a little bit afterwards, the rest of the safer, he's trying to kill David the Melech, right? He thinks he's still a Melech, right? In uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of his time for malchus. But either way, this is what he did. So he said, it was the Am, I was scared, I don't want to be the Melech. there's no Melech, then there's no Mitzvah of Mechia Samalech. What was his mistake? Shmuel screams at him and doesn't accept it. What does Shmuel say? That's not a Jew's attitude in avodas Hashem. We don't look for avenues and ways to get out of situations of Chi Mitzvahs, we don't want to potter ourselves says the Oneg Yontif, line 16, V'alzeh heyshev ki ma'as to dvar Hashem, v'yim askha Hashem What's the loss sort of miyus? It's disgusting. It doesn't say you violated. He says it's miyus. It's like, come on. It's patnish. What does that mean? Yesh mi sh'mevat al mitzvah zaseh v'yadayim, sh'yigiyaz man matzah osukah v'hu m'vatsla, v'yeshe'enu m'achshil m'vat lo v'yadayim. I do something in order not to be high in a mitzvah. Right? The Gemara talks about bringing your fruit into the, into the house through the roof so you don't have to take off chumas and maestras. What did I do? I, I just didn't. I'm not wearing a bag at a four corners. What's the big deal? I'm not wearing scissors. I'm not violating. The answer is a Jew puts themselves into situations of mitzvos. Show ma'asta. Because what does a Jew do? We look for situations amidst this. We do everything we can to be in the state of Chiev so that we could fulfill the dvar Hashem as much as we can. And that's the Lashon of Mius. But we understand the conversation now. Shol and the rejection of Shmuel and the answer and the message for us from this Parsha. Good. Finally, one other thought relating to Purim. Something that we could also take with us. Caesar of Nebuchadnezzar, in his Sefer on Purim, in the last piece, the last piece of all the Mamarim. It's actually the last part of the last piece. Caesar of Nebuchadnezzar, husbands and wives, play a crucial role in the Megillah. Specifically, two sets of husbands and wives. We have, according to Chazal, Esther and Mordechai, and we have Haman and Zeresh. Right, We have two sets of husbands and wives. Esther and Mordechai, they each have strengths. They each complement each other. Mordechai gives the push when he needs to. Esther gives the push when she needs to. They complement each other. What about Zeresh? A question that's bothered, bothered me for, for years and sure has bothered you as well. Homan comes back after he walks around with Mordechai on the horse and he's not doing well according to the Medrash he stinks and he comes back and Zarah says oh if you're starting up with the Jews forget it you're going to lose why does she say that now all of a sudden why did she say that before the whole thing started he's, it, this has been bubbling and festering in Haman for, for, for days and weeks and months Mordecai doesn't bow down to me why didn't zarah say already Haman, Haman you're starting up with the Jews she says that at the end Don't start up It's going to lead you to nowhere She says that All of a sudden we think Zeresh is a And what? No Why does she say that at the end? Why not at the beginning? Says of Nevinzal Unbelievable It's Haman's own fault Why was it Haman's own fault? Fascinating Let's think back to the beginning of the Megillah One of the most unusual, the Gemara already says the Gemara says, this is what saved the day what an unusual foolish sounding decree what happens? Vashti does not listen to the king Vashti, no, I'm not coming out she got Saras, whatever, she's not coming so what is Mimuchan who Chazal say is Haman say, Achashverosh, you better take care of this because if you don't take care of this women are going to walk all over their husbands they're not going to listen to a word. The husband has to be the man of the house. He has to be the king of the house. The woman has to listen to the man. If she not listen to you, you better kill her so that the hus- Everybody knows that the husbands are the king. Husbands, no woman will start up with their husband again. Mimuchan, Haman is the one that said that. So Haman sent out. The- they sent out all these letters. So Ishkolish. So where beveisoh? Amo. So what? What? Zeresh. She probably didn't say a word to Haman. She was scared out of her wits. Haman himself made this whole decree. This is me. I'm Haman and every husband better instill fear and awe into their wives. What do you think his own wife was? She didn't say a word. Without that, the whole story would have been different. Later on, when she sees him finally losing it and when she sees, you know, what he looks like, then all of a sudden she opens up a little bit. But it's all because... Of the relationship. The downfall of Haman ironically. Was brought about because of his. Lack of relationship. Between the husband and the wife. Esther and Mordechai obviously. The opposite. And Rav Nevinzah continues. And explains. What do we learn from here? Independence. And dependence. Obviously a husband and wife have to. Work with each other. And be the, be the Ezers But this also has to be the Kinegdos Right? If Zeres had been a little more Kinegdo earlier Then maybe everything wouldn't have happened But we have to realize There are different strengths As he describes The Gemara says Hazal say in a few places There's a certain insight That women have That men don't have What's called Bina Bina Yaseira Chachma is attributed to men Bina is attributed to women What's the difference? Again, some women have more chachman, some men have Bina. But in general, what's Bina? As Rav Nevenzal says, Bina is, where the Lashun uses? Line 43, Intuatsya. Right? A certain intuition. The Gemara says women can figure out guests. Right? What the, what the makeup of guests are. There's a certain intuition, certain Hargasha, a Hergish. That is had. Men are more concrete. Men are more, you know, focused on what's in front. Chachma, maybe raw wisdom. Bina is that seeing behind. This chachma, bina, fadas. Right? All of them are needed. But a husband and a wife have to realize that it's a partnership. And each has the strengths. And there has to be independence given. He says in the second half. The husband to the wife. That's his emphasis. And the wife to the husband. And if each give each other the independence, and then working through there to have the dependence, then we could end up with a relationship like Esther and Mordechai, where they built a bias that saved Klal Yisrael. So we should be zochet to all build batim based on Abba, Achva Shalom Bereis, as he says at the end, following in the pathways of Mordechai and Esther, and be zochet in the Sichat Yeh to the Gula Shlema B'Mehra.